Welcome to Talking Ball, a sports podcast by two teenage sports analysts. I'm Jaden Wardwell. And I am Big Matt Wallen. And with this podcast, we aim to bring you a quality and entertaining sports podcast every Tuesday and Thursday. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to a great podcast. On today's episode, we will be talking some NFL, NBA, and MLB. For our NBA segment, we will be joined by two other sports analysts, Ross Patterson and Abe Torrey-Zadman. To start off the show, we're just going to get right into some NFL. And I think just to kind of see how we think and how we operate, we should just start with the big question. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? So, we will each choose a winner of the NFC and the AFC, and obviously a big winner. So, Matt, who do you have coming out of the NFC? For the NFC, I have the Saints. Last year, they should have at least beat the Vikings to play the Eagles, and then the Vikings winner have been, have been embarrassed in the championship game for the NFC. But this year, Alvin Kamara and Marshawn Lattimore should be even better than last year, considering they were only rookies. And now I think they have what it takes to make it to the Super Bowl. Well, I want to say the Saints, but I look at the team and I see Drew Brees, an aging quarterback. I see a wide receiver court without without a lot of talent. They have a good running game and they have a good defense, but you know I just don't see that getting them through teams like the Eagles, teams like the Vikings, teams like the Rams. Out of the NFC, I've got to pick the Eagles, my Philadelphia Eagles, for a repeat of the NFC crown. And I say that because everything's in place. Everybody's in their prime. We've got Carson Wentz coming back, one of the top quarterbacks in the league, should have been MVP last year, and I just don't see anybody that would be able to dethrone them at this point. I think the Eagles this year are going to have a slight hiccup with their quarterback situation considering Carson Wentz and Nick Foles are both injured. But Carson Wentz coming back, he should be back by week four at the latest, you know, that, and that's without rushing him too. Nick Foles is hurt, but, you know, Sudfield, our third-string quarterback, proved to be a pretty capable backup in the preseason game. I don't worry about it. Uh, I think we'll go 2-1 and one in those three games without Wentz. We're going to lose the opener against the Falcons. But, uh, you know, when, when Wentz comes back, I think it's going to be smoother rolling, another NFC crown. Who do you got coming out of the AFC? For the AFC, I have the Jaguars. They've got a very... I'm sorry. Did you just say the Jaguars? I did just say the Jaguars. I think with their defense, they made What it... defense? What defense? They have two corners and a pass rusher. They They've got, got more than they just one pass rusher. They have Calais Campbell. No. Dante Fowler Jr. They have All they have is Dante Fowler Jr. Not, AJ Bouye and Jalen Ramsey. They also have and Yannick if Jalen Ramsey can't stay on the field, then that's then why have Jalen Ramsey? They also have Yannick Nagakwe, who is a very underrated pass rusher. Is it their Blake Bortles led offense that makes you believe in them? And their two best receivers gone. I think Leonard Fournette is going to be leading that offense. We've seen in today's NFL a running back can't carry an offense. You just can't. You can't win a Super Bowl with a running back carrying. That's why Dallas won't win a Super Bowl. That's why Jacksonville won't win a Super Bowl. And that's why Los Angeles. Angeles won't win a Super Bowl. I think, um, well, anyways, with the Cowboys, they did make the playoffs with Zeke leading their offense. Yeah, but they didn't do anything. But I just don't see, I just don't see how you can choose the Jaguars over teams like New England, teams like Pittsburgh. It, it doesn't add up. They also have Telvin Smith on the linebacker core. Stop with the stop with the defense. It's overrated. They had a good year. We've seen it recently. Defenses that have great years the next year don't have even close to the same kind of success. Well, I guess we will see week one then. We will see week one, and I believe the Jags and Eagles play in London this year, so that'll be a good, possibly a Super Bowl preview if me and Big Matter are both right with our NFC and AFC predictions. Out of the AFC, 
and, and I've been saying this probably every year for the last four years, but this year I think I believe it just a little bit more. We're going to see the Pennsylvania Bowl. It's going to be Steelers-Eagles. The Ben Roethlisberger-led amazing offense. I mean, it's, I think, without question, the top offense, at least on paper in the NFL right now. You've got Antonio Brown, Juju, Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger, obviously, that you can't be stopped. You can't be stopped. And that defense is also proved to be very capable. I think this is the year the Steelers finally dethrone Tom Brady, and we're going to see the Pennsylvania Bowl. So who do you have as your winner? So let, let's just say my NFC's right and your AFC's right. Let's say Eagles-Jags. Who's winning that game? I would say the Jaguars would if their defense does actually— I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're, I'm just going to go to this again. You're saying Blake Bortles is going to win a Super Bowl. I am saying Blake that. Bortles. I am saying Blake Bortles will win a Blake Super Bowl. Blake Bortles. I think he will be carried by his defense. Mr. 40% completion rate is going to win a Super Bowl. Yes, he will. I think he is actually set up for a pretty good year this year with a new rookie in DJ Chark. As but they lost their two best wide receivers. You can't replace that. They were both injured last year. It, you, ah, I can't even begin to explain how crazy that is thinking that Blake Bortles, of all the people, is going to win a Super Bowl when you've got Big Ben, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, real quarterbacks there. Crazier things happened last year with Nick Foles, the backup quarterback for the Eagles. Nick Foles proved to be a very serviceable backup. Would you rather have Blake Bortles or Nick Foles? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right, so we're going to move on now. We're going to talk the Browns. So they've been pretty much a hot topic, about as hot as you can get for a team that went 0-16 last year. This NFL offseason, all the hypes there with Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry and possible, possibly Dez Bryant going to sign. They're just going to add to the circus they've got going on. So I think we just need to all take a reality check here. We just need to take a deep breath and calm down. And we got to realize this is a team that went 0-16 last year. That's zero wins. Happened for only the second time in NFL history last year. So obviously you've got to be pretty stinking bad to go 0-16. Their only major additions have been Baker Mayfield, a raw quarterback out of a non-NFL system, and Jarvis Landry, at best a B-plus wide receiver. Why are we saying this team's going to the playoffs? Why are we saying this team is even going to win seven or eight games? I set the ceiling at four wins for them. No more. I don't even think that Baker Mayfield will be starting this season. I think he will be the backup to Tyrod Taylor. Uh, I agree. So why, why are we saying that Tyrod's going to carry this team? Tyrod carried the Bills to the playoffs last year. didn't. They had a solid... It wasn't good, but it was solid enough to win in the awful AFC East outside of New England. They had enough to win. They had LaShawn McCoy. Tyrod in no means carried them. He He's a good game manager, I'll give you that. But this team didn't get good enough to start talking playoffs. I say the Bills and the Browns are very comparable between last year and this year. As they, um, the Bills last year picked up Kelvin Benjamin from the Panthers. And this year the Browns picked up oh. uh, uh, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, yes. I like him, by the way. I think he's a good wide receiver, but like he's not in the same category as Antonio Brown or you know Julio Jones or whoever. But what I'm saying is, 
I don't understand. I think we just need to all take a deep breath. We need to get off the hype turn because this team's not winning more than four or five games. I think the Browns' defense is going to be a lot better this year because you have Miles Garrett returning from his rookie year where he got a bunch of sacks in a, um, not a full season. And I think Jabril Peppers, the linebacker out of Michigan, is set up for a breakout year. I think now that he's gotten used to the safety position a little bit, I think he will be great. I, I, I don't like Jabril Peppers. I think he's got bust written all over him. Uh, you know, he's injury-riddled. He... he yeah, didn't have a good rookie year. He doesn't understand coverage. He's just kind of a freak athlete. Put him at running back, see what he does. But I don't, I don't like him reading my defense for me. A lot of players haven't had good rookie years, but still end up with um, great careers. That's true. But all I'm saying is in is in uh, his case that you can you need to know defensive schemes to play safety, and I don't, and and offensive schemes to play safety. So I don't, I don't think he's quite at that level of knowledge yet. I think he could be a great um, hard hitter like Cam Chancellor was, who I wouldn't say was that great at reading coverages. He Cam Chancellor's a hard hitter, but he understood defenses. He did. Well, I would say the same thing about Jabril Peppers. I think he just needs to um, have a great great scheme fit for him. Well, they're definitely going to have to dumb it down, which I don't think the Browns are ready to do. Uh, Hugh Jackson's in this win-now mode with playing Tyrod Taylor, which makes no sense to me. If you draft if you draft a player number one overall, you should play him, in my opinion. But, you know, they, they're going to have to dumb it down, which I don't think they're ready to do. They want to win games, but it's just not going to happen. Next, we're going to move on to Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen. He's a rookie. He's the seventh pick of the draft. He's out of Wyoming. Uh, people were kind of enamored with him going into the draft because of his huge arm. You know, it, he does have a big arm and he's an accurate, not mu- not much of an accurate thrower, but he's got all the talent there, all the pieces you want. He's big, and it, ever since he was drafted, I've kind of felt people already starting to label him a bust. You know, he didn't have the best camp, he didn't have the best preseason opener, so people are getting a little worried. They're saying Jay Cutler, Jay Cutler, this, Jay Cutler, that. I personally like him. I think he's got the big arm I think he's got the skill set and I think he's got the leadership qualities you're looking for and he seems to carry himself in a good way so what do you think about him I think Josh Allen is either going to be great or he's going to become a bust and I think if he doesn't become great fast you're saying no middle ground no middle ground I think that he um can, can we just before you keep going can we put the middle to ground as maybe Jay Cutler yeah I would say Jay Cutler middle of the ground so if he doesn't play this year, do you think it's over for him? Because I think he's got a very short leash. I think he does too, and I think if he doesn't become great fast, I think they will move on to Nathan Peterman, who I actually like. I think he. Just, I think Why? He, I think he actually got just put put into a bad situation last year. You like Nathan Peterman? Sure. Why Five not? interceptions in one half. Sure. You uh, you like Nathan Peterman over Josh Allen. Josh Allen is the seventh pick of the the draft for a reason. He won games at Wyoming. He's got the big arm. He's got the size. Everything you want in quarterbacks there. I think it's unfair to already start labeling him as a bust because he did have a good second preseason game. He had a nice touchdown where he kind of went up in the pocket and he darted one in. He threw an absolute laser into the end zone, and I really liked that from him. Playing, Playing with third stringers, he did good. I think that um, Josh Allen shouldn't be labeled a bust either. I think 
there's no reason for him to be labeled as a bust because we haven't seen but what do you he can already do. see that narrative kind of being written about him people are already starting to label this kid a bust hasn't played a game i think they were calling him a bust on draft night i think that's unfair to do because after the incident with those tweets about him using the n-word things kind of got out of hand i think He's now being labeled as some guy who isn't a leader, he doesn't have a good head on his shoulders, but everything else he's done has been right. And we're going back to some tweets he tweeted when he was 15. Yeah, he was stupid. It's okay. Let's move on. He's a football player. Let's treat him like a football player. Next, we're going to move on to the NBA. Joining us, we have two analysts, Ross Patterson and Abe Torres-Eidman. All right, we're welcoming in our two new NBA analysts, Ross Patterson and Abe Torres-Eidman. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Let's get right into this. So to start off, we're just going to talk LeBron and we're going to talk the Lakers. Do you think that's a team ready to contend? Ross, I'm here. So um, you guys know already, we're big Braun fans. And we think straight ahead, straight out the gate, they're going to be able to contend. The Lakers last year, you know, they weren't perfect. They won 35 games, but... If you watched them last year, especially games against, you know, good teams like Houston, uh, Boston, Golden State, you know, they they competed. So I think adding Braun will only make them better. It will make their young players better. And I think people are underrating them at the moment. They should be able to contend, and I'm excited to watch them. But in, yeah, the, just in, the, in the Western Conference, contending is a little bit of a different word because obviously you're dealing with Golden State. And in my opinion, contending means you have a legitimate chance to reach the NBA Finals. Do you think they have a legitimate chance to be Golden State? I mean, besides the Warriors, I think they have a better chance than the Rockets, honestly, to contend with the Warriors. I mean, they have the greatest player of all time, in our opinion. They also have athletic and versatile young players with amazing potential. And by adding Lance Stevenson and Rondo, they added a lot of grit and toughness, which they were lacking, and leadership. And as LeBron has proven time and time again, he can do a lot with very little. And this team is vastly better than the Cleveland one he dragged to the finals this past season. Really? You think you think this L.A. team is better than Cleveland with Kevin Love, oh, yeah. J.R. Smith? No question. Really? No question. No question. Really? I don't... I think the starting lineup might be a little better, but I don't know about the depth. I think people are forgetting how bad Michael Beasley really has played his last few years in the league. I think people are forgetting how kind of old Rondo is, and who knows if playoff Rondo will come back. This team, it's, it's younger, it's faster. They'll play, they're going to play better defense. I think, yeah, it's, it's much better than Cleveland. Cleveland, it was it had a lot of shooters, but they weren't as, a, as athletic. Um, they, they were really too old. Fit. Yeah, they were they were an old team. You know, yeah, it's, it's not, not a pain. This team is and, and the shooting went cold in the finals. at kind of an unfortunate time. Yeah, yeah exactly. For sure. I mean, yeah, you really just can't try and outshoot the Warriors. It'll never work. That's why I kind of like what the, War, the Lakers are doing, like assembling you know playmakers and really smart players. So we'll see how that works out. So, so you're saying the Lakers are going to contend in the West, but do you? What other teams besides the Lakers do you think can re- realistically beat the Warriors? And that we can we can even include Boston, we can include Philadelphia, whatever you want. Well, I honestly, 
I don't think the Lakers have much of a chance to beat the Warriors. I just think they have the best chance out of the West. I think the Rockets are done. I think by losing Trevor Risa and Luke Bamute, they lost a lot of defense. I, don't know I, thought, I thought they actually uh, they did lose Bamute and they did lose Trevor Risa, but I think the addition of Melo, if they can both handle it right, because it's got to go right on both sides. They've both got to make sacrifices. I think if that goes smoothly, they're still going to be a very good team. James Harden, Clint Capella, Chris Paul, like those are three stars, real stars, and I think they can match up nicely. We'll see. I mean, I root for them, you know. Yeah, I, I root yeah, for. I root for anything that'll knock out Golden State. Oh, anyone, anyone <laughs> for sure. And you think if you think about it, and Bob Musa, he didn't really, yeah, he didn't really play in the series against Golden State, and then Trevor Reza, you know, when they really needed him to step up. You know, he goes 0 for 11 or, you know, 0 for 7. And who would you rather have shooting the basketball, Trevor Ariza or Carmelo? I'm taking Carmelo any day. Yeah, of course. I think think with Mevo, they they won't be as good as they were last year, but I think they will be able to contain. I don't know if they'll be able to beat the Rockets, if CP3 can stay healthy. All I'm saying is without a healthy CP3, they were a half away from going to the finals. I think the Rockets had the best chance in the world. So unfortunate. Yeah, uh, I mean they they were they were a couple big makes away. The Rockets so had the best chance to beat the Warriors last year. Obviously, I they had if they could actually make a three and not miss like seventeen in a row in the last game, then I think they would have beat the Warriors and went on to the finals. Well, the pro- you just can't try to outshoot them, and that's where teams get into problems. So yeah. Yeah, and so let's move into the East now. Who do you think the biggest threat is out of the East? Assuming the Warriors make it to the Western Conference final or make it to the NBA Celtics. Finals, who can beat them? Celtics, no question. I think they're a little overhyped. I'm gonna be honest with you. No, I agree with you, but I think they have the best chance out of any team. I don't think they can beat the Warriors though, but they have the best chance in my opinion. I mean, who knows how Gordon Hayward's gonna play? Kyrie's gonna come out there and ball. We know that. I think Tatum. You know, I think he'll be good. I just think he's a couple years away from really being a guy that's. You you know, problematic yeah, in, in the finals. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, you know, the, yeah. the team has nice depth, but, you know, I think they're a few years away. And I don't think Kyrie wants to be there. I don't think he wants to be there. I think he would rather be the guy. He sees Tatum. He sees Gordon Hayward. He sees Marcus Smart. I think I don't think he likes that. I think he likes yeah. being the guy. He's the best player on the team. Even if like, I don't, I don't see how I don't see a situation where it makes sense for him to leave financially in basketball. No, I think he wants to go to New York and team up with Jimmy Butler. That's my theory. I mean, I'm a Knicks fan, so I wouldn't mind that. But I'm sorry to dislike this guy, Kyrie. Like, he's never pleased, and I, I think he's so overrated. People he, having their top kind of like I, a I drama wide receiver in the NFL. You can just never make exactly. him happy. You can just never make exactly. him happy. So now let's go through some award predictions. <laughs> We're gonna go MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and Sixth Man of the Year. We'll we'll all just right. all we'll just all name them. We'll just all name for every award who we think is gonna win. Who do you guys got at MVP? LeBron James. I got LeBron. Yeah. I've if got the Lakers team. can win at least fifty games, there's no question the MVP should go to LeBron. I you think. Take a franchise who hasn't been to the playoffs in what since 2012, 2013, getting to at least fifty games, top four, three seed in the West. No question, MVP should go to him. I think James Harden gives LeBron a run for his money at the MVP wow. award. Wow. 
I don't know about James Harden, especially considering, you know, you now you've got Chris Paul, you got Carmelo Anthony. I don't know. I think his scoring load is going to go down just a little bit this year, so I don't see him winning MVP again. But I'm probably yeah, going to have to – I've got to go with my guy. I, I am a Russell fan. I love Russell Westbrook. Really? I, he's wow. a fierce competitor. He's a stat sheet stuffer. And, you know, some of his rebounds, yeah, are gifted by his teammates. But, you know, he really does will that team in every way possible. And if you take the word valuable in its actual sense, I think Russell Westbrook is the most valuable guy to his team in the league. I think Russell Westbrook only wins MVP if the Thunder can actually contend. Yeah, if the Thunder are a top three seed, you know, and we don't see any drama. That that's like, one we didn't talk about. Team. That's one we didn't talk about in the West. I think the Thunder, could, if they can get it together, they may may be able to give the Warriors a little bit. Uh, yeah, of course they can get it together. They they could, but that's the thing. If they're able to get it together, you know, I in can't. the regular season, they outplayed the Warriors a couple times. But it's just a matter of they're able to get everything clicking. They have new players coming in, a new lineup. Uh, interesting to see how Schroeder plays off the bench. But yeah, they, they could. It's just. It's I just think Schroeder will be a nice piece. I think I just, he will. I need to see smarter basketball from Westbrook. Was it like Game Seven against the Jazz? I literally saw yeah, he's turning the ball. He's turning the ball over. Shot. He's turning the ball over way too much in important moments, taking bad yeah. shots. You know, that's not what you want to see from a star in the playoffs for sure. But all I'm saying is regular season, I don't think there's a guy who wills his team to more wins than Russell Westbrook. So let's move on to Rookie of the Year. Who do you guys got? I got Knox, Kevin Knox. I'm a Knicks fan, yeah. so I have some bias. But I think with Porzingis out for a large chunk of the season, what I saw from Knox in the summer league, I think he has real potential. You know, I think Knicks fan. I, I agree. I don't think he'll win Rookie of the Year, but I do think Knicks fans will eat their words a little bit just like they did with Porzingis. So you guys, you guys both got Kevin Knox. I think Kevin Knox. I just think that I think I don't think Luka Doncic will will be able to live up to the hype that he has. I don't think he's going to be a star. Or he may be a star. He's going to be a superstar. I don't think he's going to be able to carry the Mavericks as people think he'll be able to. The Mavericks are a long ways away. I don't think people realize how depleted that team is. Oh my God, they're so depleted. They, they are they are pretty bad and Dirk's barely hobbling around. I was yeah, almost surprised. I was almost surprised when he came back this year as I was to find out Jameer Nelson was still in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's an old dude. <laughs> All right, so Big Matt, who do you got? I've got Kevin Knox again. I think, again, oh, wow. <laughs> this is a popular <laughs> pick. I think he's going to be a huge piece for the Knicks, considering they don't have a lot of talent on that team right now. So yeah, I I could see him getting a lot of points just because they don't have a lot. He'll probably get his, but I've got DeAndre Ayton. I really really wow. see a dominant center in this dude. Like I think I don't think we'll ever get another Shaq, but I think this might be the closest thing we ever get to it. I think him and Devin Booker is gonna be special. Really, I, I don't think. I think, he's I think gonna, Devin Booker's overrated. I, I don't. I I think he's overrated too. I think at best he's going to be a Carmelo Anthony who can get thirty points a game his whole career, but he's he's never going to quite be good enough to be that guy. But I think Aiton uh-huh. is going to be that guy. I think he's going to put up a lot of points, a lot of rebounds, and he's a solid passing and defending center too. So. I mean, and we also could see another Ben Simmons rule year with Markel Fultz winning the Rookie of the Year as a 76ers fan. As a 76ers fan, I sure hope that happens. No way, no, but 
is he still considered a rookie? No, I don't think it applies to him because he did play yeah, some no. games. He did play yeah. some games. Youngest player ever to record a triple double, by the way. Don't label him a bust yet. Defensive player of the year. Who do you guys got? Kawhi. Kawhi. I don't know about that. I think Toronto's gonna have a rough year. Big Matt. I actually do have Kawhi. Also, I think <laughs> you guys love each other. Were you guys yeah, talking well. before this? <laughs> <laughs> We yeah. can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't... I think I think these these awards are all about storylines, and Kawhi definitely has a storyline. He has to prove himself again, you know, next year free agency, and he is, I think, the best defender in the league. So I, I think it's very like I completely agree that awards are all about storylines. I wish it wasn't like that because you know yeah, I would like either. everything to be more traditional, but you know that is the way it is. For defensive player of the year, I'm going to have to go with a rookie named DeAndre Ayton. What? Oh, no, I'm going to have no, to go with it. I think he's going to lead the league in block shots. I, th- I think he's going to be the best shot blocker out of the draft class over Mo Bamba. I, I, like, I think in Phoenix, you know, they don't have a good defense. People are going to get into the lane, and he's going to tell them bye. I think we could see a rookie win defensive player of the year. He wasn't even known for his defense. Yeah, he's not a, he wasn't a great – that was one of his – Critiques coming out of the draft. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis was never considered a good defensive player until the national championship game that he had at Kentucky, where he had like eight blocked shots. So he was still known as some sort of shot blocker. So was DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton put up block numbers. He just wasn't a good overall defender. Uh, Maybe one day. I don't see rookie year. Well, that well maybe not, but that's my controversial pick of the day. I've got to have one of them. Uh, <laughs> I've got to have one of them. Yeah. All right, sixth man of the year. Who do you guys got? There's only one answer. There's only one answer. I say I, I got. I have two. I have two. Either Lou Will or Isaiah Thomas. But the thing with Lou Will, Lou Will is he starts a lot of games, so. Yeah, you know, I don't know if that disqualifies him, but either you know, him or Isaiah Thomas. I, I think six man of the year should honestly be a minutes thing. Like if you're playing over twenty five yeah. minutes a game, you shouldn't qualify for the award, in my opinion. Oh really? But yeah, I, I think Carmelo's gonna win it. You know, he's in a good situation. Uh, He'll get the scoring load taken off of him. He'll be against bench players. I think he can legit put up twenty as a six man. That'd be nice to see, honestly. Yeah, it'd be good for Houston and good for Carmelo's career. You know, yeah, he, he's facing that's, a lot of hate right now. Role, Mm-hmm. If he has to embrace that role, I hope he does. Yeah, yeah. It really benefit both parties. He, he, yeah, it can go either really well or really bad. Yeah, it, it, I, in my opinion, if this goes bad, we could see Carmelo never playing NBA, for an NBA team again. Yeah, who, who's going to want him, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, two, you know, well, actually, you can take New York as a failed experiment, so you got three failed experiments in a row with Carmelo. At that point, you know, you're over. Yeah, He's got to be close to 35. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. yeah this, this, is, this is Carmelo's last shot at, you know, saying he, he, can, he can compete in yeah. his league and he's not going to be, you know, a distraction. He'll be able to, you know, fulfill his role. As an MKC, I mean, he wasn't horrible, but, you know. It, it got pretty bad. It got pretty bad. Yeah, like, there, there was, there was ups and there were downs. He's always going to be a solid scorer, in my opinion, but he's just not that guy who can carry the load. Big Matt, who you got for six uh, men of the year? I don't actually have a pick for six men of the year, considering it all depends on who gets injured and who doesn't get injured. That is true because you got you got guys who can take big amounts of the scoring load if someone if the star gets injured. Yes, I think I think Julius Randle 
if the Pelicans put him on the bench, I think he could definitely win the win the award. I was really hoping that the Lakers would find a way to put Julie to keep Julius Randle because he was probably yeah. my favorite young guy on that team. He's kind of an yeah. undersized power forward, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I like him. He's good. All right, so that does it for our potential. that does it for the awards predictions. Let's just move on what to the big most one. Improved. Most improved. Oh, oh, we didn't have most improved, but let's do, let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, I, I I think Brandon Ingram will get the most improved. Award. That is the popular pick right now. That is the popular yeah, pick. Great. I think he's going to average at least twenty points playing with Bron. He's going to embrace like the the Robin role. Yeah, I think better than. D Wade or Kyrie did. You, you, you know, think? Like he's, is, he's do you right think there. he's going to be better as the Robin role than Dwayne Wade or Kyrie? I don't, I'm not no. saying he's going to be better. I'm saying he's going to embrace it better. And okay. He's going to yeah. succeed more for what the team kind of needs. Yeah. All exactly. Right. Yeah. He's not going to try and do have, have the ball too much. You know. He's not going to try and outshine LeBron. He's going to be the perfect complementary piece. And then I think he could even potentially, you know, get an All Star nod. You never know. But I think he's definitely going to average over 20 points this season. So my pick is a pick that I don't think I've seen once this offseason. And it's for a team that I think is going to make big strides. I think they're going to get the second or third seed in the West. And that's Steven Adams on Oklahoma City. I think uh, really? I think that he's, he's going to put up his rebounding numbers. And I think his scoring numbers are going to go up quite a bit without Carmelo Anthony there. And, you know, I think he's going to put together a really solid year. He may, he may become kind of 2A on that team. So I think he's gonna have a good year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's gonna have a good year. You know, I just don't know. he's gonna pick up Carmelo's yeah. scoring load. Stats are gonna look great. The team won't necessarily become better because of it, but his stats are gonna look pretty nice without Carmelo there. He's one of the most underrated players in the NBA. I agree. I agree because I mean Russell Westbrook's gonna take all the attention on that team. So, uh-huh. Big Matt, who you got? I've got Brandon Brandon Ingram again. I agree with the guys. Yeah. He was only this. He was the second overall pick only two years ago. I think he can make great strides this year. He was the second overall pick behind the future best small forward in the league, Ben Simmons. <laughs> okay, Sixers small fan. Forward, point guard, power forward. He no does it all. He, he does it all. He's a point guard. He, he is listed as a point guard now, so that, that'll be interesting. I mean, I hope he develops his shot because if not, he's going to stay the same. Uh, I think I think they've done a good job with Markel. I think Ben Simmons' jump shot will probably be developed next season, but I don't think like in today's NBA they've got so many they've got so many guys who can train you so well. I think he'll develop a jump shot. Yeah, it, it doesn't need to be deadly. He's just got to be able to knock down the open shot so he's somewhat of a threat behind the arc. Yeah. So that does it for the awards predictions. Let's go finals. So we'll all choose a Western Conference team. We'll go around, and then we'll all choose an Eastern yeah. Conference team. We'll go around, and then we'll choose our winner. I think I'm. I have a feeling it's all going to be pretty similar for the Western Conference. Yeah. But start off. You can go eight. Uh, I got the Warriors. I'm taking the Lakers and LeBron James. That that is bold. That is bold. We'll get that. We'll get to that. I'm taking the Rockets. I think the Rockets can. Um, I think DeMarcus Cousins is a little bit overrated this year, considering he we don't know how he's going to play with that ruptured Achilles. And I think the Rockets, with the acquisition of Carmelo, can keep the shooting going and beat the Warriors. 
If they can get their shooting going, I think they have a legitimate shot, but they haven't proven that they're able to do that, so I've got to go to the Warriors just realistically. You know, even if Boogie isn't a big role. Even that, if he's 75%, yeah. Even, yeah, yeah it, but option. Boogie doesn't even need to be there. They could have JaVale yeah. McGee still, and I'm exactly. still taking the Warriors, you know. That exactly. just puts it over the top. He's going to he's gonna make more buckets than JaVale, or who was before JaVale? Zaza. Zaza. Yeah, I could, Zaza. Oh, my God. He's going to make more buckets than JaVale or Zaza ever did, and it's just going to be an addition no matter what. So, like, the Warriors, are, I think, without a question, are going to win the West. Yeah, without a question for me. All right, so let's move on to the East. I'm going to start off. I've got the Sixers, and that's an unpopular pick right now considering the way they ended last season, considering the way Boston ended last season. Everybody's got the Celtics, but I've got the 76ers. They've got the best center in the league, in my opinion, in Joel Embiid. They've got one of the best young players in the league, Ben Simmons. they got a good bench. they got J.J. Redick, who shot the lights out at the, at, down the stretch last season. This is just a team built more right now than the Celtics, I think. And I think Joel Embiid's a better player than Tatum is right now. Ben Simmons is, I think, in my opinion, is as good a player as Kyrie is right now. So I've got Sixers. The main thing I think that puts Boston over the Sixers, and I think you saw it last year in the playoffs and in the regular season, is coaching. Brad Stevens outcoached the Sixers. Yeah, and And I I think... think you got to give Brett Brown some credit. He went through a lot of years of misery. You know, being told to purposely lose, that's not easy. It puts a big net in your legacy. And, you know, it's, so obviously his first playoff experience. So I, that's kind of what I expected. But I, I think he's a really solid coach, and he'll come back better. Yeah, I think he's a solid coach. I just think, you know, Brad Stevens, I think he's the best coach in the league. But he's got to turn yeah. this narrative around quick that, you know, he can't win in the playoffs or else it's going to be a long time. It's going to be a long career for him if he can't turn it around and becomes Dwayne Casey. I mean, I think, I think Kyrie is going to be the main alpha dog on the team. I think the other players, you know, Gordon, Tatum, I think they're going to realize that. They're going to be complimentary towards Kyrie. I think they're going to – I disagree. Blow past the East easily. I think the alpha is going to be Brad Stevens. I don't see, I mean, Kyrie is the best player, but I don't see any player really taking over that alpha role. I think it's just going to be, you know, I think Kyrie's scared of Tatum doing that. I think he uh, is. Yeah, I don't. He, I, I agree. It, it, the fans are behind. Like it, Celtics fans like Tatum more than Kyrie right now because there's all these rumors about Kyrie being unhappy and Tatum's the future because, of that team. And I don't think the Celtics have any loyalty to Kyrie whatsoever. And I don't think Kyrie has any loyalty to the Celtics. It's all because you know they, they like the new fresh thing. Once Kyrie comes back, you know they see what he's they see what he's done. Mm-hmm. It's they're not going to be worried about who's who's going to be the better player on the team. They they're they're more focused on winning. Now that LeBron's out of the East, you know they're focused on getting to the finals. One guy on I mean, the Celtics, one guy on the Celtics that I do really like and I think could be a perennial six man of the year once he gets starts getting a little more developed is Terry Rozier. He is a good yeah. shooter, and he's very streaky, so I think he's a perfect fit for a nice six-man on that team. Scary Terry. He's a dog, too. He's who, a prospect of Kyrie so well. Mm-hmm. Who, who would, uh, who's going to win the East, Big Matt? I've actually got the Pacers, which is a very interesting pick. What? But I, <laughs> wow. I, I think Victor Oladipo can keep up his efficiency from last year. I think the rookie, Aaron Holiday, will have a great season this year. And I think DeMontis Sabonis can keep up what he Don't did forget last Thad. Year. Thad is a very good wing and a very good defender. Yes. I don't know Paul's about winning the East. Underrated. I don't know about winning the East, but the Pacers are a solid squad. I don't think they'll win the East. I think, yeah, I think they cannot win the East. They also picked up Tyreek Evans, who I think will uh, fit that roster very well. 
So I'm surprised we've got no Milwaukee picks. What do you guys think about Milwaukee? I mean, Giannis is the best player in the East. He's by far the best player in the East. And they also have a very nice starting lineup. Their bench is not very good, but their starting lineup. I think the Giannis, he's a good player. You know, he has potential. He doesn't have a jump shot. He's a great player. He's a good player. He doesn't have a jump shot. I think people overrate him because they see his potential. He's not a winner. He can put up good numbers, but as we've seen, he's not a winner. I I, I compare him. And I don't think Davis he's a guy that's going to just will your team through the playoffs like LeBron. So it bothers me when people call him the next LeBron because he's not yeah, he, not I, the same mentality. I disagree. I disagree. He's not the next LeBron, but I think he's the guy to drag you through the playoffs and lead the team. How, how, how can he drag? When he but we haven't drag. seen that at all. We I we have he's no had terrible coaching. Terrible coaching. I don't know. He's at, he, he hasn't had terrible coaching. He's had Jason Kidd wasn't a terrible. I coach. think they should have given Jason Kidd a chance. I don't like that uh, he was chased out so uh, fast with that young. Coach. As long as he's in Milwaukee, he's not getting to a conference finals for like the next yeah five five yeah. As long as he's in Milwaukee, he's not getting to a conference finals. All right, so who, who do you guys got winning the finals? Warriors, Rockets. So right now we've got one Warriors, one Rockets, and one LeBron. And, you know, I think all you guys are very optimistic. (laughs) Very, very optimistic. I think we're all kind of Warriors haters here. We would love to see it go down. I think we're all getting a little too far ahead of ourselves here. Now, I think this is the last year of their reign, but I think the Warriors are going to get one more before before it's over for them. So unfortunate. Could you repeat that? Do you think any of them will leave anytime like in the next couple of years? I don't see them wanting to leave. If one of them got chased out, I could see Draymond leaving, but that's the only one. I hope KD uh, leaves, like maybe reunion back in OKC. That, oh, or that, never happening. We they would we would never hear the end of it. The Warriors are winning the finals. The Warriors or the the Thunder are winning the finals. The Thunder are winning the finals. That's all we would hear. I've heard, you know. Franchise back in Seattle, you know it would be also cool seeing him if he would go back there. If know? if KD leaves, I want to see him in purple and gold. No, I don't want to see him with LeBron. It's not going to go for the legacies. I, I hate KD. I don't want to be. I don't want him being with my favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Yeah, have a great yeah, have a great rest of your day. All right, so now we're gonna move into some MLB. And it's been an interesting year in the MLB because obviously you've got the Red Sox on their record-setting pace. You know they're they're on pace to set the wins record in MLB history, and you've got tight races in pretty much every award. And then, but I think the best story right now might just be the NL East. Philly started out red hot, had a red hot middle of the year, all of a sudden kind of going down. The Nationals people kind of wrote them off, but there's. It's kind of starting to come back. The Braves have been kind of eh, eh all year, but now they're in first place. So, who do you think is going to walk away with this division where it seems to be anybody's? I think the best overall team is the Phillies. I, but I disagree. I, I, I'm a Phillies fan, in case you haven't noticed. I'm, I'm, I'm a Philly guy. You know, I love all the Philly teams. Like, it's just I don't even know how it happened. It's just going to happen. I'm just, I'm just a Philly fan, and they don't have good pitching. They don't have good hitting. They can't field. I don't think they're a better team than anybody. They just seem to want it more as these young guys. I think you're just underestimating that pitching staff. You've got 
Aaron Nola as that ace. Yeah, Aaron Nola is very good. He's he very well could win the NL Cy Young right now if Max Scherzer kind of slides a little bit, which hopefully he does. But Aaron Nola, and then after that, you don't got a whole lot. And you got Macael Franco, and you got Cesar Hernandez, and after that, you don't have a whole lot. You got all you got Oduwa Herrera. After that, you don't have a whole lot. So don't forget they picked up Wilson Ramos. They did, the race. but he hasn't done good. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be there, and you know it's a bunch of young guys on the Phillies team. They're a couple years away, but I don't, I don't know that they're gonna be able to eke this one out. In all honesty, I hope they do. I sure hope they do, but it's gonna be close, especially considering that I think that the Nationals are gonna make a nice push to end the season here. I don't think the Braves. Um, I think the Braves are just too young to really stay in there with the Phillies. And I don't think the Nationals have what it takes to come back from the seven-game deficit they are at right now. I don't know. They've got some nice veterans on that team. They've got Max Scherzer in the, in the starting lineup, obviously. You've got Bryce Harper, obviously. They've got some nice pieces, and I think that people really underestimate them. And they could make a push for the NL East. I think they will. I think the Nationals will falter as the season gets comes to a close. Now, do we have to talk about the, the Mets in Miami? No, we yeah, don't. I, all right, we can just leave them alone. Let's call them irrelevant. So you've got the Phillies winning. If I got to choose right now, I'm going to say the Braves are going to win it. I think they're going to hold on to it. But people can call this a good division with three good teams all they want. But in all honesty, Matt, I think it might be one of the worst divisions in baseball. I agree with that. Like they kind of just they kind of beat each other up because none of them are really that good, you know. Philadelphia just lost a series to the Padres. They lost by what was it, twenty three points to the Mets? Uh, it was like twenty four to four. Twenty four to four. So you lost by twenty points, or yeah, twenty points to the Mets. Come on, no. You you can't be a good division in baseball and have three teams that can't even sweep each other. You got to have one that sets you apart. The AL East is a good division, and they've got the Red Sox to set them to set them apart there's a clear alpha and there's no clear alpha in here and i don't think i think any of these teams in the al east are in last place right now i think the al west is the best division in baseball right now you've got the astros who won the world series last year and are looking to repeat that you've got the athletics who are on fire athletics are on fire and not to mention those awesome green jerseys they have yeah those are nice those that almost made me an A's fan and then you've <laughs> also got the Mariners who are staying in there as only they are only three and a half games mm-hmm. behind. they've they've done very well without Robbie Cano surprisingly so th- that's interesting but just back to the NL East do you think so let's just say let's just say the Phillies win it let's say they get out they're not winning a playoff game right no I don't, I don't even think they win a game, let alone a series. And, you know, it's just kind of a poor division. Everybody looks at it as a strong, oh, yeah, they've got three teams ready to go. Well, I don't think any of them are necessarily ready to go. Let's move on to some awards predictions. So we'll start off with MVP in the AL and NL. Who you got for MVP in the AL? I've got Mookie Betts. He's got an amazing average at 350 right now. He also has 27 home runs. And while the 64 RBIs seems a little bit low for this point of the season, he is batting leadoff, so there's not a whole lot of opportunity for him to get RBIs. And 64 seems like a plenty amount for a leadoff guy. Also, one thing that sets Mookie Betts apart from 
like someone like JD Martinez is he's got speed with 24 stolen bases this year and he does have great fielding in the outfield so I've got to go with Mookie's teammate I've got to go with JD Martinez and you know he's just having a year he's the best player on the best team in baseball right now he's got 38 jacks he's got 106 RBIs he's hitting 333 that's kind of a complete offensive player that's the kind of hitter you want on your team I think he's the most valuable guy in their lineup because you don't want to pitch to him, and he makes everything, everything about the other about the other team change. They have to change the whole way they play, and he's just dominant. And in baseball, you don't see a lot of guys who have recurring dominance. And I think JD Martinez is one guy. He's probably only going to have one two years of this, but he's having a great year. And why not give him the MVP? He's he's playing the best. And for my NL MVP, I've got to go with Nolan Arenado. He's got 30 home runs, he's hitting 309, and he's the best offensive player on the best offensive team in baseball. The Rockies are running the NL West over good teams like LA and Arizona, and quite frankly, I don't see anybody stopping the the Rockies in the NL. I think they might be the best team in the National League. And just because of that offense, it is high-powered, and Nolan Arenado is the leader. How can you not give him the MVP in the NL, in my opinion? He's got the power he's got he can hit for average and he's a good fielder you can say guys like lorenzo kane but the reality of it is he's got a worse average and less home runs and he's not on as good of a team in my opinion even though the record may say so i think i think colorado's a better team that's all i'm saying who you got for your i know i've got max scherzer as the mvp i i think he can beat out jacob Degrom for the cy young considering what voters think, I think they pay attention a lot to wins for a pitcher, even though it might not matter as much, considering it takes a good offense for a pitcher to get wins. In the case of Jacob deGrom, who has a 1.71 ERA, but only 8-7 eight, eight and seven right now. Another thing about Max Scherzer is, in 61 plate appearances, he's batting 300, which is amazing. And 61 for... plate appearances isn't like a small sample size either. No, that's a very good sample size for a pitcher. All right, you guys, thank you for joining us for our pilot edition of Talking Ball. Make sure to join us every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes. And shout out to the guys who came on, Abe and Ross. Make sure to go follow their Instagram page at HoopsOD. They have awesome content, and they are on the up and up. Thanks for, thanks for joining